0: episode, Black Widow wraps up her badass new miniseries. We explain why it's a good time to be a Mortal Kombat fan, and we give you a quick guide to conventions for the fan who's not so into crowds. It's all happening now on Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B. It's
1: Cover B time. We are Just when you thought it was safe to log back onto the internet-
0: we're here to cover, cover. your bees.
1: We're gonna cover those bees. Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I take it too far. That, that went <laughs> did downhill. I, did I go way too
0: way too fast? You motorboating son of a bitch. Smokes. My god. okay, so there's like comics or something in yes. the universe.
1: Uh so once again we're back for another episode of Hey Chris, read that shit we don't want to. Um <laughs> war of realms so war of realms had three issue things come out cool this week um one is a strike force on the last strike force i said i may or may not talk about every strike force but this one was considerably different so i figured it warranted a looky-loo so it's strike force war avengers um when i was talking about the dark elf realm um the spartal hymen Um, (laughs) I was talking about, I I mentioned how it was, like, really, like, not a lot of action. It was mainly a lot of, like, Punisher philosophy. Yeah. And, like, really building the connection between, like, Punisher and Norse people. And I did say that I hope there was more Punisher Asgardians in the future. And there's totally going to be. They just solicited for July, I think, something called Punisher Kill Crew. Which is, like, Punisher and... I'm assuming an army of Asgardians rampaging through the realms, like cleaning shit up. Oh my he's God, got that's like amazing. A, he's got like a Fus Roda helmet and stuff. Like, <laughs> it's this gonna awesome. be it's gonna be sweet. I'm excited for that. So um, anyway, that's good news. but War Avengers was it it kind of tried to wax the philosophical., um, but it's just the real angle they were taking was like soldiers are just pawns in a game, man. War is, war never changes. And it's like, it was all just a bunch of shit that we kind of heard already. Yeah. Now, if you're really into, like, Captain Marvel and those kind of really edgy characters like Venom and uh, Black Widow and Winter Soldier, it could be a cool read. Again, the Strike Force things are all one-shots. There's going to be three of them of varying focus. And they all kind of focus on things at the, like, it's, they're, like, at the periphery of the main issues so they're nice to read in conjunct to main issues. The weird part about them is that they're oddly spaced out. So I think this week was like War of Realms 4. But this issue is in the periphery of stuff that happens in War of Realms 3. And War of the Realms Force Dark Elf Realm came out around the same time as War of the Realms number 2. But was also kind of referential of stuff that happened in number 3. So if you're getting all of this to kind of read at the same time, or you're just now listening to this, or you're just now thinking about getting into War of of the Realms, the third issue it looks like, because I think the next one is about like Captain America and his team in Jotunheim, which has already been resolved in the main title. Oh yeah. So if you're uh, looking to get into it, issue number three should be, after you read that issue, that should be the time you read all the Strike Forces, I think. Okay. Anyway, um, they also had Giant Man. Um, I don't have much to say about it. It's honestly passable if mm-hmm. there's ones yeah. that you don't necessarily want to pick up. I wasn't impressed. It's funny, but only like slight chuckles. It um, doesn't really have any real defined like character or color, character development oh. that it's attempting. Everyone was very flat and That's just kind of like basic versions of what they should be. I was also really bummed that there was no Hawkeye because we've recently had Hawkeye references. He was either giant man or I think giant man. He was giant man for a period. Huh. Um, and in no road home, they made reference to that and actually rocket raccoon ended up taking some pim particles and becoming a giant raccoon. It was really cool. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I was kind of hoping Hawkeye would show up, That Clint would be one of the giant mans, right? but he wasn't. Um, so whatever. And (laughs) then War of the Realms, Spider-Man, and the League of the Realms. Um, it's a cool concept. Like, I liked the process from A to B. Okay. In that it was, like, Spider-Man, who's all, like, noble, and I don't kill people. And he gets assigned by Thor, who calls him the most Midgardian man he's ever met.
0: That seems fair.
1: Um... To basically be the Midgard representative of this League of Realms, which has, like, one representative from each realm. Oh, okay. their job is to fix shit. Um, and so there's, like, a dwarf, and there's, like, a troll, and there's someone from Vanaheim, and there's a giant. And he, um, you know, obviously they're all like, woo, war! Yeah, battle! Let's kill some people! And Spider-Man's all like, well, you know, let's talk it out. And I feel like there's a lot that could have been done with that that they didn't Didn't really do in this Uh, issue. Now, they might do more in the next issue. Okay. But, I don't know. Like I said, the A to B was a cool concept. Like, I like what they want to do. Right. I just don't know if it was totally there. But if you like Spider-Man and you're a fan of when Spider-Man, like, interacts with,
0: you know, the more intense
1: people. Yeah. Then, it's a good one to, hmm. interesting one to pick up. Neat. So.
0: Cool. Um, So, straying away from War of the Realms, but still within the Marvelness, Um, Black Widow number five came out, which wrapped up that miniseries. Nice. Um, It was fabulous. It was super dark, super gory, mm-hmm. super was a bar, messed up. It like a
1: bizarre writing team, too, because it was those, like, sisters that wrote, like, Horror movies, yeah. And stuff they hosted that like horror game show, like Elevator, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. And they like randomly they wrote like an Avengers parody porn. I think like if you look at their i <laughs> if you look at their IMDb page, it's like why That's are they bizarre. writing a comic? And so That's it was so a yeah, it was random. a weird weird writing team. But that seems to be Marvel's thing right now. Is it getting, was
0: like, it was really good. Like I really enjoyed the writing style. I really nice. enjoyed that it played with different characters like black widow is basically in madripoor hanging out with tiger tiger taking down a child torture porn ring and nice. it was like it, it had a twisted ending
1: black widow svu
0: basically mm-hmm. and, but she is like if somebody gave olivia benson pcp and a will to kill
1: so it's like black widow svf
0: yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It was ferocious, and she is a badass, nice. and I appreciate it. really cool. And it's nice to let, like, Black Widow's constantly put with, like, Captain America, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man, and all these, like, super noble, non-killy whatevers. But if you remember Black Widow being raised in the road, she was an assassin. She kills people. It's what she did. Mm-hmm. She has died. She is back. She kills things. That's what she does. So she went there because she knew she would find really bad stuff and not feel bad about killing the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what she
1: does. Nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that was delightful.
1: Um, Speaking of Black Widow bouncing back to War Avengers, she's one of the characters in there. Yeah. So is Deadpool. One of the best moments in my opinion just because we've talked about it a lot right was that he makes a lot of jokes about the black widow movie <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. and it's like they're gonna make it i promise and like stuff like that it's really funny oh. um also on the marvel front guardians of the galaxy the donny kate's run has finally got to it's the penultimate issue um i guess i think they're i think it's gonna keep going because they've got like a whole rocket raccoon thing they have to resolve um but it's reached the penultimate issue of this first story arc and as such big old spoiler alert right here i have a sound effect for that now you don't have to do it
0: but i i just
1: you're always doing like sound effects like
0: news (laughs) i am a human beatbox be nice to me i like to make sounds
1: Um, so spoiler alert uh thanos is back if you've been reading guardians of the galaxy that was the whole premise was that like Thanos died in infinity wars. He was thus like guardians of the galaxy. This new run opens with everyone going to the reading of his will, essentially, wherein his brother Eros, um, plays this like holographic message from Thanos where he's like, I have implanted my consciousness into someone in the universe. And I will be resurrected at some moment in time. And meanwhile, Hela is off with the Black Order collecting Thanos' body for God knows why. And, like, being evil as hell. And Well,
0: didn't they technically get married? Yeah,
1: they're in love. Because, I mean, she's essentially the god of death. In love,
0: in big quotes, because he straight wrecked her in the Thor comic. Yeah,
1: but... (laughs) um, So anyway, the whole thing is that, like, this one group believes Gomorrah is the obvious choice. Right. The Guardians are like, no, you know, you can't just kill her and stuff like that. So that's been the main conflict. And I have been excited reading this to see who
0: had his it turns out to be.
1: Because I really wanted it to be somebody random. I really wanted it to be like a big part, like a big story moment. Yeah. Well, it was Eros, his brother and essentially really? hella at the end of this book hella swoops in and is like hey it's you and then he turns and they make out and then she takes him to nowhere where she's collected his body and put it in a new body which is just thanos in a blue suit instead of his like golden purple thing and then they do a transference which is going to kill eros he won't survive so it's just Thanos again. We that got is... like we got like two panels, like two pages of quote unquote new Thanos, and it was his brother, and now Thanos is just back. That is you literally know?
0: the most anticlimactic. Yeah, it was I've ever it heard.
1: was I was bummed. I I gotta admit you should like should
0: be that's like really lame. I
1: love Donnie Cates and I love what he's doing, and I'm not gonna like I'll never talk bad about I loved God Country, I love uh tomahawk i loved redneck like or love redneck i guess it's still going i'm loving what he's doing with venom i love what he did with the old thanos run um but between this and in my opinion death of inhumans he's had some moments where i i don't know if this is what happened but it just feels like he has something cool like a really cool concept something he wants to do and then marvel's like no you can't do that so he has to kind of like backtrack and make it.
0: I hate that. Like a
1: little bit shallow of a reveal. Like the whole Vox thing, not really panning out to be anything interesting in Death of Inhumans, was a little meh. And, you know, Thanos being one of the obvious choices, in my opinion. And then.
0: It's really lame.
1: We get like two pages of that, and then he's like, blah, you know, he's back. Um, I'm excited to see what's going on. He's setting something up with Rocket. There's a lot of mystery around Rocket Raccoon. Really? To the extent to where they, when they find Gamora, she's on this planet with intention to, I think, harm or kill Rocket Raccoon, who has set up some sort of, like, crazy fortress on this, like, desert planet. What? And the only thing you see of him is he's, like, looking through a shutter, and then he, like, closes it real quick. And there's something, and people keep referencing, like, I'm sorry what happened with Rocket, you know? What the hell? When are we going to talk about Rocket? And, like, stuff like that. Um, so I'm really curious to know what's going to happen there. I'm honestly more curious about that than the whole Thanos thing. So I'm ready for that to just get like done. <laughs> Swoop
0: that under the rug. And then let's Move start on. talking
1: about rocket. Um, but I mean, Donny Cates is a great writer and even though the reveal and the, like the, the reward, I guess from the story arc was minimal. was minimal. It's still been a fun read. It's That's still been cool. really cool. He's bringing in some really cool characters he like he's kind of building it's funny because he's kind of building his own universe within the Marvel universe. Huh. So like his books constantly reference venom stuff, like Noel, and like That's so weird. You know, he has Lockjaw come in to help Beta Ray Bill, which was something that was established kinda of in Death of Inhumans, like their bro their bro- <laughs> bromance. Um so it's it's funny that he's kind of building this own like thing. But then Jason Aaron is using the whole null thing in War of the Realms, which is cool. So Um, but yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy, if you haven't been keeping up with the new run, it's been really good. I'm sorry to spoil the reveal. But again, there's a lot of mysteries still up in the air. Yeah. So it's gonna be a good read, I feel like, going forward. I don't think it ends on the next issue. I'm pretty sure there's more coming, but
0: Well, along that same spoilery train, the other book that I read this week. Um, that I wanted to talk about is Naomi Number Five, because spoiler alert, back away now.
1: Uh, right um,
0: on. it was finally revealed what she is. So Bendis has been building her from mm-hmm. literally the first second you open the very is first. She a Cree. She's an... clever boy. <laughs> no, no, no. She's not an alien. They didn't make her an alien.
1: After all of
0: this stuff. She's not a friggin' alien. What is she? She's from a different Earth.
1: Oh, she's a multiverse.
0: Yeah, she's multiverse. She's a breacher. It's so funny because her... She, like, confronts this guy thinking that he's a real dad. Mm -hmm. He's an alien.
1: Nice.
0: Her adopted dad is an alien.
1: But she's not an alien. She's from a
0: different (laughs) Earth. Apparently on her Earth... Like, a catastrophe... Essentially, global warming. Mm-hmm. And it destroys the ozone. So, like, this weird burst of radiation makes, like, 28 humans of impossible capability. Nice. And her mom and her daddy were two of those. And so they weren't supposed to procreate or be able to procreate, but they were. And they had her. And she's the only one that's ever been born of, like... She's what we Harry Potter people lovingly call a pureblood.
1: <gasps>
0: <laughs> but my
1: father will hear about this.
0: As is expected, there's like some crazy serial killer who got powers on their earth, so they shipped her off to a different earth to protect her. And while I apologize for spoiling, this just adds asks so many more questions. We don't know what her powers are. We don't oh, know. We wh- still
1: don't know where her powers are. No. Damn. She
0: literally, the only power we've seen is she goes like full like beast at the end of Beauty and the Beast when he gets all like floaty and light spinny and turns into a dude again. Nice. And she has like an outfit. (laughs) And that's all we got.
1: So she can do like a dramatic clothing change.
0: Basically. She's great for the red carpet. But other than that, we have no idea what she's capable of. If anything, I mean, technically, we don't necessarily know if she has powers. She—it's hinted that she's either got like flight or teleportation. Like, she might be able to bamf because she realizes that she goes somewhere and she doesn't remember how she got there. Mm-hmm. So, like, that would be well. Cool. I know I, for—I know.
1: know for sure she has the special ability to ramp up the price of a book.
0: She does have. <laughs> she does have that very tremendous gift.
1: Yeah. Um, she has the ability to control the minds of comic book speculators everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, Simultaneously.
0: But it's it's good. I'm enjoying it. Like, it's it's very y yeah. If you don't like the way Bendis writes, this is. As Bendis as it could possibly yep. get. So
1: Quick heads up to people who might be going to their shop to find Naomi, what is it, number five? Yeah. Um, I saw a report online that there's apparently a lot of errors being called in for that book. Oh. So like misstaplings, pages being upside down, pages being missing. Um, so before you pick it up and buy it off that rack uh, at your local comic book store, maybe thumb through it. Just make call. sure everything's in order. Yeah. Uh, because apparently a lot of people were getting, like, printing errors and, like, spine yeah. bends and stuff like that. So keep an eye on for that. But, them.
0: yeah, I would definitely recommend it since we're only in the fifth issue. It's not too hard to get... noise ...copies yeah. and, and get caught up. But um, they're building her like she's gonna really matter. So yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful. It's, it's cool. You gotta love Bendis swooping in with a young woman of color... Uh-huh. To be like, yo, look at all this power she's got. Booya! I love it.
1: A booyah. It's
0: needed. Skidoosh. It's needed, DC. You're mm-hmm. killing it in the, the Arrowverse, but your comics are still a little far behind. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: And now, your Cover B News with your host, Chris and T. So we have some really big news this week.
0: Big old news. Big
1: old, huge...
0: Sirens, lights, the whole show. (laughs) galactus
1: size, world-eating news. Um, So Kia Morgan, who is the former uh, manager slash caretaker slash... People call him the handler, quote-unquote. Thick air quotes. For uh, Stan Lee. So everybody knows who Stan Lee is. Stan the man. You've seen his cameos, and I think he was behind a few comics. Um... (laughs) We love you, Stan. I love you, Stan. Miss you, buddy. Uh, He has been f- charged with five counts of elder abuse, including forgery and false imprisonment. And I think also, like, theft and stuff like that. Um, He apparently, I mean, according to the things I read, he was very closely attached to Stan's estate. And there was a whole big, we won't get into everything because it involves, like, other business partners and other people and stuff but there's a whole like war that was going on for his estate before the dude died um that it it involved the guy who tried to like sell uh, there was another person like business partner that tried to like sell stanley's blood in vegas or something oh my god yeah the last bit of stan's life was kind of a horror show it's really sad but um Yeah, so he has been charged, I believe, by the Los Angeles Supreme Court. He hasn't been convicted yet, obviously, but the warrant is out out for his arrest. His attorney is absolutely just, like, dodging the hell out of any, like, questions. But, I mean, he's been on record before saying, like, denying these allegations, saying there was no no such thing as um, elder abuse, like it didn't happen. Because that's the thing, is this is not a new situation like there for a long time there were people worried about like who was actually behind stan's social media like was that actually stan talking to the extent that like last june i believe uh on twitter i think it was twitter uh stan lee posted like partners in action till the end of time or something like that and then like two days later filed a restraining order against gia morgan oh my um, God. on the grounds of him being like Kept away from his family and like falsely like kept away from his family and friends and like not allowed to touch his social media and like not allowed to take calls and the imprisonment. Well, and there were
0: lots of weird rumors about his like attendance at cons. Yeah, and how he was like falling asleep at the booth, but they were forcing him to sign. Yeah, they were like putting the pen
1: in his hand and like smacking him, Not, not like but like nudging him to wake up, and then he'd sign and fall back asleep. Ugh. Um and uh yeah, so Stanley filed a restraining order shortly after that, I believe also in June. Um uh, Morgan was actually arrested for filing false police reports. Oh my god. And was released on bail for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> so but if he's convicted, if it goes to court and he gets convicted, he faces up to ten years in prison.
0: And you know so. what I say to that? Hmm. Excelsior. <laughs>
1: Precisely. The dude, I mean, it's it's really, like, I know everyone is going to peg him as a pariah, and I don't know how he is in person, and I wasn't there seeing the, you know, interactions between Stan. I do tend to lean more towards the believing Stan side, obviously, and if this dude gets convicted, he probably deserved it. But it's almost sad because I was looking into info about this guy, and he was, like, a business prodigy by the age of 12 like, he was selling real estate in New York at the age of, like, eight. Whoa. He's got, like, one of the largest collections of, I think, like, Ulysses S. Grant and Abraham Lincoln, like, historical paraphernalia. And it's like, a historian. And he's, like, producing a documentary on Marilyn Monroe that suggests that her death was a murder, not a suicide. Huh. Like he's got all this potential and knows a bunch of people and is friends with a bunch of people. So it's really kind of crazy that... But I mean, he just saw dollar signs. He saw this kind of getting feebleish, nice, charismatic old man and was like, yo, I can get some money.
0: I want to know somebody online made this point, and it's a really good point. I want to know who thought it was a good idea to let an obvious collector. B stan's yeah. like primary guardian yeah. and supporter like that's
1: like yeah he considers himself a historian and collector like that's like if you look him up online like historian and collector are in his like that is literally barb.
0: like taking a college frat leader and being like hey go manage my beer factory mm-hmm. like you go manage that and, and I trust you. I trust you to make good life choices yeah. with that response. No! I believe you're not. Family
1: Guy did that plot. So. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and it doesn't work out.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see how the trial pans out. I hope people who are guilty are found such. Exactly. And things get resolved. I mean, it's too little too late because, unfortunately, as everyone knows, we did lose Stan. So. Would have been nice for him to be around to see that happen. But wherever he is in the hanging out with the one above all else, um, <laughs> you know, maybe there will be some karmic joy. there. But uh, So yeah, that's huge. That is big, big time news. So,
0: well, I have less big time news, but it's really big to a, a large fandom. Hmm. Um, So, this Sunday is the last... Sunday,
1: Sunday, Sunday. Sunday
0: ...is the last episode of Game of Thrones. (gasps) Um, the previous episode from this week, uh, didn't go over great. Yep. Um, no spoilers here, spoiler-free zone, but lots of people were not happy with the character development of some of the... Uh, more beloved folks. You can can
1: say it. People died.
0: Lots of people
1: died. (laughs) It's not spoilers with Game of Thrones.
0: People died Someone other people killed people. Someone
1: you like made a bad decision and someone you like died. That's literally a description of every episode of Game of Thrones.
0: And a very accurate description of this one. So in response to that. Oh
1: this is so stupid. I know what you're about to say. (laughs) There has
0: been a petition started To remake season eight with "quote unquote" competent writers. Yep,
1: you heard it here, folks. The Great Salt Treaty of twenty nineteen has officially come into play. Here's what's
0: insane: they're trying to get one million signs. Uh
1: huh.
0: As of right now, they're at six hundred and eighty-seven thousand signatures on this petition. They're over halfway.
1: I don't even keep up with Game of Thrones as I've mentioned in past episodes, and I will straight up sign that thing 40,000 times just to complicate things. <laughs> <laughs> just to see how this pans out as the like great armies of the Salt Legion march towards <laughs> Isengard. I will straight up just join in on that. I will be in the back of the army just like, yeah, let's get them, guys. Well, another
0: funny part of Game of Thrones is that it's so big that there is, there there are betting odds in Vegas over who's actually going to sit on the Iron That's Throne.
1: That's great. I love the Vegas current,
0: people. The current runner, like front runner, is Bran. Nice. I was like... Sweet. Really?
1: Who do you think it's gonna be?
0: Yo, Sansa.
1: Let's do this. <laughs> Sansa. Let's do this. Um, I'm gonna go with... Hodor. He wasn't dead. He's just biding his time. (laughs) (laughs) He's just been biding his time this whole time. There's gonna be like a sick battle and like everyone that everybody thinks is gonna like be on the throne is gonna die. And it's gonna be like two people left. We'll say it's gonna be like Arya and we'll say Sansa. Those two are left. And they're like okay let's rebuild the kingdom and they go in and it's just Hodor sitting there. All, like, broody. He's (laughs) like, hold the door.
0: The end. Movie next fall.
1: (laughs) Game of Thrones 2. Oh
0: my god. This time, it's Dorier.
1: (laughs) Game of Thrones. Wet hot American summer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, so, CW announcing more shit. Yeah. Um, so recently they announced that, I think they're breaking ties with, with, uh, Netflix. Yes. So they're not gonna be putting shit on yeah, Netflix Yeah, new
0: stuff's not gonna go on Netflix. So, I think, How am um, I supposed to catch up with my Arrowverse? Yeah,
1: so, they are launching their own streaming service. Oh, God, because another one? everybody is. In fact, T and I will be launching our streaming service. We are? Um,
0: what are we going to show?
1: It's going to be called Catflix. And it's just going to be, like, streamed videos of my cats sleeping.
0: You know what? We'd probably actually make pretty good money with that.
1: It's going to be Orange is the New Cat. Uh,
0: but we don't have an orange cat.
1: Black Mirror Bandercats. Uh, That's kind of great. Narcats. Glow. Um... <laughs> And how to make a murderer um <laughs> but yeah on cw seed it's being called the streaming service oh, they have announced a like horror comedy show oh. um that is called let me pull it up here let me have all my sources ready to go called the pledge which is from the writers of the last saw film this article uh-huh. makes sure you know it's the last Saw film. Did we
0: see the last Saw? Film? No,
1: I I fell off of Saw around the time that I realized I had seen way too many Saws.
0: I remember watching like all the Saws in one day, and by the time I got to the fifth Saw, I couldn't remember who anyone was, so I went to bed.
1: Mm-hmm. I only knew someone was important when the music started going dun dun dun, dun dun dun, dun dun dun. I was like, oh, he must be from another movie. <laughs> That must have been some guy from one of those other movies I watched.
0: That's a that's. It's literally that's like
1: there was like later ones. I we binged like six of them. Yeah. And by oh, like the bet. fifth movie, I forgot who the detective guy was or no the idea. FBI guy was. No idea. And then he like popped out from behind a curtain, and the music was like dan 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 and I was like, oh, he must be from. <laughs> he's obviously from one of the other ones (laughs) that we just watched he looks different um it's
0: hard to hd changes over the years anyway
1: and they're also doing a Deathstroke animated show which is bala oh that's pretty cool so it's gonna be its own thing it's not gonna play into like the continuity from the aeroverse or from what's going on with like titans and shit um and it's just it's dc literally being like how many universes can we build it's cool.
0: I mean... It's... I like
1: it. It, it works better. I, admittedly, like, I love the MCU. But I think we can all kind of agree that to an extent, this huge single universe thing they've been trying to do is not panning out.
0: It's... it's you know panning. what I mean?
1: Like, references to the incident or what happened in Sokovia doesn't count as having a unified movie universe like the netflix things probably could have been a lot better if they weren't connected to the movie universe and like agents of shield and inhumans could have been a lot better if they were just their own thing because i mean Arrowverse works there and we're gonna someday have to do a key issues about this but i think the biggest difference between the two is when you make it its own universe and its own isolated thing you, you have never have to be from. afraid to bring characters in yeah, and that's the biggest weakness of the Marvel TV. They're very good. They're beautifully shot, beautifully acted, but from like a comic book blank, like adaptation standpoint, they're kind of weak. They make up characters. They bring in like when they do bring in characters, it's, they're kind of like afraid to use them in the gaudy way that they were used and they, you know, reuse a lot of characters. Like, we watched the first episode of the new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it was, like... Boring. Yeah.
0: It was boring.
1: It was I like, was a little sad. Yeah, I mean, it was like, oh, Coulson's evil.
0: Coulson's dead.
1: Cool.
0: But now there's evil Coulson. And you should care for some reason. We don't care. <laughs> I wanted to care. Yeah. There was so much potential. But anyway, I think my only issue is that... You know, Deathstroke animated, they could put it in the same universe as the new Harley Quinn.
1: Yeah, it's true. But that, I mean, that would be then they can easy. have, then they can have, like an animated universe. Yeah, and it can be its own thing. That's what I'm and saying. And then the movies can be their own thing. Arrowverse, its own thing. Their DC universe stuff, its own thing. Yeah, and I think that you would know? be
0: fine. But like, don't totally fine. Don't make like three isolated animated universes. Like that's weird. Yeah, I guess. Like. You know some continuity well, is nice because then yeah. you have fun crossover stuff. Like, my favorite episodes of the Arrowverse are when they all cross over, and it's like, Holy crap, look at all these people I care about doing stuff that's neat!
1: Like, I agree, that's um, really
0: empowering. to well, a I think
1: you know, it uh, but well, yeah, I think they could maybe they'll have more CW seed shows, maybe. and then they could like tie it in. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Because, I mean, the Harley Quinn thing is going to be on the DC Universe service. If and... that
0: lasts.
1: Which it's doing pretty well. I mean, Swamp Thing's coming.
0: Yeah, but it's the thing that sh- cuts short. Yeah, but... I don't know, we'll I, I think it's
1: I think it's going to last. I think it's going to be fine. I mean, Doom Patrol is tearing it up. I think Doom Patrol might be the thing to keep it...
0: That might keep, keep it, alive. it going. yeah. Because
1: it is freaking tearing it up. You know.
0: That's awesome. Speaking of DC Universe, um, Aquaman director James Wan is stepping out of the DC Universe temporarily to do a different IP that we all very much care about. Nice. Mortal Kombat! (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I'm really excited because the Mortal Kombat movies are so awful, they're I fantastic.
1: Love, um, I watch them all the and
0: time. And, <laughs> Aquaman was super gaudy. Yeah. So, like, obviously, that's I gonna be great. love it. And they're so, like, James Wan's connected now, because he's got all these, like, big-budget friends, and I'm like, come on. There's he's Jason big- Momoa showing up as Cabal? Like, let's do this! <laughs> like, I am in! I am so in. He's
1: a big-budget dude these days.
0: He is. Mm. He fancy. All
1: Yeah, I'm pumped for that. I want want more Mortal Kombat shit. Like, I love the games, and I'm glad that they were still coming out with games. Mortal Kombat 11 was decent. Storytelling was a little clunky, uh, but the game itself was super fun. I just wish there was more in the lore. You know what I mean? Like, I love the lore of Mortal Kombat, so I'd love more Mortal Kombat stories. I would love more Mortal Kombat games that, you know, aren't just straight up fighting games like shaolin monks was awesome i don't care what you say um <laughs> and they were supposed to do like a fire and ice one that was like scorpion and sub-zero that was a follow-up to shaolin monks that never happened Aww. um so i'd love more like adventure games in that world i would was love... like an
0: open world game would be
1: dope. yeah shit like a fucking horizon zero dawn type game you know what i mean in going between
0: realms and stuff
1: that'd be badass yeah, um that would be really cool but yeah, uh, and I think they have like still an animated adult show coming out with like Joel McHale and shit in it. Oh nice. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good year... <laughs> to be Mortal Kombat fans. So
0: This weekend the Cover B team is going to MegaCon.
1: The whole team. So T's going. I'm going. Cricket? Yeah, we're going to be at MegaCon.
0: Yay! I'm so excited! It's I get to go and be amongst my people, dressed like a random character who's probably showing off too much cleavage or something. Sorry, I am what I am.
1: I'm going to be dressed as a guy at a convention.
0: Man, you're so creative. I am. Well, something that we know people (laughs) struggle with on the rag when they are a dedicated fan Mm -hmm. is that conventions can be
1: hella crowded
0: super overwhelming
1: yeah you know these conventions are dedicated to these fandoms that include hundreds of thousands to potentially even millions of people and not everybody is good at managing crowds and so we wanted to give you kind of a it's not fair that the people that are bad at managing crowds might feel like they can't do these cool cons and stuff. So we wanted to give you kind of a quick, like, I don't like crowds, but I want to go to a con survivor's guide.
0: And I mean, cons are getting even harder to navigate nowadays because even mega cons introduced this, like, digicon where they're bringing in big stars from youtube which isn't traditionally a part of Mm -hmm. the the fan universe that's been cultivated at these type of things yep so it's introducing a whole other level of attendance so we just thought it would be a good idea to give you some tricks that we have accumulated because i while a very extroverted person burn out really really fast Mm
1: -hmm. and we've done you know in addition to going to cons, we've gone to concerts a lot. We've gone to like the theme parks, like Universal Studios and Disney, Disney a lot. Yeah. Um, so we've picked up a few like tips on how to, if you're just really not dealing with crowds, how to kind of get around that.
0: My number one suggestion is to not be afraid to go on non peak days. Yeah. So, for instance, MegaCon, it started at 4 p.m. on Thursday and goes through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Everybody is going to be there Saturday and Sunday because that means you don't have to take off work. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot of local. Or Friday evening.
1: You get a lot of people on Friday right. evenings, too.
0: So, you're going to have those peak times. If you're not into crowds go Thursday night before everybody's gotten into town or early go Friday Friday morning yeah. when not people people aren't off work yet those are the best times to go where you're not going to be overwhelmed but if you remember all the vendors are still going to be there mm-hmm. a lot of the panels are still going on you might on. miss out
1: on some artists or celebrities so just judge it if you know there are ones that you'll be fine with seeing versus ones that you you know would hate to miss But yeah, I mean, we've gone on a Friday, like we've taken work off and gone down there and gone on a Friday and it's like a whole new world. Like it's a whole different thing. Oh, very different experience.
0: Another important thing is to know your bathrooms. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many bathrooms are going to be in that center, but I bet you anything you'll be able to find one that's empty.
1: That's, um, yeah, that's, so I have three main rules that I tell people, um, when they're going to like some place that's going to be crowded. So like right. a theme park. Um, and one of those is find the least convenient bathroom. Yep. Absolutely. Always and forever figure out what bathroom is not near. If you're at a theme park, like not near the neatest rides at a con specifically, if it's in a hotel or a convention center, inevitably there's going to be a bathroom that's furthest away from not only the front entrance, but where, like, big shit goes down. Right. Um, At Megacon, if you're going to Megacon specifically, the bathrooms are all kind of on the edge behind the curtain of the con, essentially. Yeah. Um, And literally, if you go in the front entrance and go all the way as far back as you can on the left-hand side, I believe, (laughs) there's a bathroom that's, like, constantly dead. Now, the reason, it's not necessarily just to be, like, I got a pee-pee and I want a pee-pee in peace. But the area around the inconvenient bathroom is going to have places to sit. It's yep. going to have places to chill. Yep. It's going to be a lot more quiet. You know, so if you just need a second to get out of the crowd to recollect,
0: that's a good place Inconvenient to go.
1: bathroom is place to go. My number two rule is always figure out the least traveled entrance.
0: Yes.
1: Um. So back entrances, like a epcot for instance you know the front entrance is where everyone goes but there's an entrance that connects the boardwalk resort to epcot directly at the international plaza
0: it's like right in between france and england
1: yeah and um that's the easier entrance and exit to use oh by far and it's not a lot of people know about it it's not very convenient to get to because it's not connected to one of the main parking lots um, but if you can bus over to the boardwalk, or if you're staying at the boardwalk, or if you're staying at another resort and you bus over there, you can Uber over to the boardwalk, you can get on to Epcot. Easy peasy. Because a lot of people with, like, social anxiety or who have difficulty dealing with crowds, which I used to have really bad time with crowds, and, yeah. and just doing a lot of stuff with crowds made me better at it, and I've kind of developed these survival techniques. But um, a lot of people who have trouble dealing with crowds, if they go in right at the main entrance and it's packed it's, it's too an much. instant shutdown and it can ruin your day it can make you really anxious and uncomfortable for the rest of the day regardless of where you go it's true and then my third one is get over the urge to stay till close and show up right when the shit opens
0: yeah that's a really get good
1: there point. right when the shit opens and leave early you'll have a full day there the first like easily the first, like, two to three hours will be barely packed. You know what I mean? Right. And then you'll leave and you won't have to deal with the mass of people leaving at the same time. So, like, if you go to a park, parks typically open at nine. You get there at nine and you leave at, like, four. You've had a full day. You have to deal with the, like, lunch, the lunch, like, swell. Right. But everybody packs into the park at night because, A, nighttime sets, it gets cooler. And, B, there's, like, firework shows. And then everybody leaves at the same time. And it's a freaking mess. Same thing with the con. Like, people start showing up. A lot of the big, like, local people and the big, like, I'm just going for a day trip people. They're either traveling from places like Gainesville or Tampa. And so they're not going to get there until around, like, noon. Or they're, like, living in town. They just went out and partied Friday night. And they don't want to wake up until, like, noon. And then they're going to start rolling in between, like, noon and one.
0: Or people who had attended lo- the night before. And Friday yeah. night, they have, like, raves and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So people get, you know, Yeah. tired. And, <laughs> and then a lot, <laughs> of, the, so a lot like... of the,
1: like, big celebrity panels and, like, Q&As and big photo ops are later in the afternoon. Right. You know, so people are going to show up for that. Like, you know, if they want the Stephen Amel photo op, I think that's at, like, 5.00. Or something. Right. So, you know, they're going to wait for that. And, uh, yeah. And then you just leave at, like, three or four when you're comfortable. You've had a full day. You've probably walked the artist alley, like, three times. And you get what you want out of it and you leave.
0: And that's actually similar to one of the things I was going to say, which is don't be afraid to go take a walk outside if you need yep. to. You can always get back in. They usually give you wristbands. This year mm-hmm. we've got these cool, like, badges. Badges, yeah. <laughs> So you can always leave, yeah. go walk down the street, get yeah. some sunshine, take a breath. Well,
1: a con, yeah. And a go con, get food
0: somewhere. Yeah, a
1: con is always going to be surrounded by stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Like, MegaCon is in the, what is it, the Orange County, like, Convention Center or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida Convention Center. And it's, you know, surrounded by food. There's a freaking WonderWorks and, like, museums and Titanic experience and bars and stuff all over the place. It's on international, so it's literally
0: yeah. like the biggest Yeah, row. if you don't mind
1: the sun, easy walk to a lot of like food and shit. Oh yeah. Um and you know, Dragon Con up in Atlanta is literally smack dab in downtown Atlanta. Yeah. So you go to the CNN Center, you go to World of Coke, you can go to the aquarium, you know what I mean? Like you can go check out other shit in the city while you're there if All you need sorts a break. Of options. Um I wanted to say this is kind of counterintuitive, but it's something I've realized. Wait in line. You know, if you need a break, one of the best ways to get a break is to just go find a panel that people are lining up for and just wait in line because people don't typically the lines aren't typically in areas where there's going to be a lot of crowd like the artist alley or the merchandising, like the retailer area and the front entrance and the cosplay areas. That's where all the big crowds are going to build up. Um, And then the people who plan these things purposely put these, like where, the, like, where the panels and where the discussions and where the movies right. and stuff are going to be in these, like, external periphery places. And so just go wait in line. All you're going to be doing, essentially, it's going to be, a, yeah, it's technically still a lot of people, but they're all just standing there chilling on their phones. Bring a book and just go wait in line, sit, and then go in. And if you want to stay for the panel, stay for the panel. If you don't want to stay for the panel, I mean, it's a nice place to sit down. You just sit in the back, you know.
0: One other thing that I realized and this is specific for MegaCon but I'm sure it's probably valid for a lot of other events too is that the convention center is really only using one, you know, concourse mm-hmm. of it of the center for this event.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the other areas are open. Mm-hmm. So, if you're overwhelmed with too many cosplayers, and too many bodies in one section, mm-hmm go to the other concourse go to the other area go to a different section there's still going to be some people but it's going to be vastly less and much easier to navigate many like much less bodies around yeah. you you'll be able to breathe take a breath
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: it's almost interesting because you watch as you walk farther away from the like main artist alley area you start to see it just sort of like dwindle down into people like sitting on the ground, taking a breath, cosplayers doing photo shoots. Like it it chills out significantly. So you can find a space that's not overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. The
1: main, the main important thing when dealing with like crowded areas is just know your limits, you know, know when you've had enough. So you're not like deep in the middle of the crowd and you start having an anxiety attack, you get stressed out or you just get angry. You know what I mean? Um, and do not be afraid to use your outside voice absolutely people in crowds are totally fine being shouted out to get the fuck out of the way <laughs> oh, <absolutely. laughs> you know like do not be afraid if you're trying to get through and some dude in some anime costume has a massive sword do not be afraid to be like hey excuse me just be polite you don't have to be like get the f out of the way anime guy you just like <laughs> you don't just shove him or take his sword and like do a turn-based battle with him.
0: Though <laughs> he'd um, probably love yeah. that. <laughs>
1: you know, like, <laughs> Pokemon style. It's like, wild Weaboo appears. <laughs> Social anxiety, I choose you. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and cosplayers, we know that our props are a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. We know that we are in the way. So don't be afraid to be like, hey, excuse me. And we'll be like, oh, sorry, man. We're just, th- this stuff is a lot. And we've got a lot we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to always look pretty. And that's, So uh, it's, it's totally fine to just tell us to move.
1: Extra bonus tip if you are a cosplayer is if you do not have some way of stowing away your props. You don't have a friend who's willing to wait outside with them. You don't have a hotel nearby that you can... I took my pictures. Let me walk back, drop these off, and go back to Artist Alley in the retail area. You do not belong in the retail area. That's I know everyone's there to have fun. And by all means, if you have to go, you have no options for your props. You don't have anywhere to put them, anyone to watch them. Then by all means, just be courteous. And be aware... That if someone stops you to take a picture it's okay to be like can we go over here Yeah. to take the picture and find a less populated because too many times I've been to these things and people stop immediately they're like oh your costume's badass let me take a picture and they just stop right there in the middle of like the busiest walkway and start <laughs> posing with their arms like out and their sword flying out and their dick hanging out and <laughs> It's like this is cool and everything and hey, sweet peep, but like <laughs> I'm just trying to find the tiny top hats. That's it. So just just be courteous. If you have to be there, you you need to be conscious of that. If you aren't gonna have somewhere to put your props, maybe pick a cosplay that's propless. Yeah, but if you do point. have somewhere to put your props, make plans to take all your pictures in the fun courtyard areas and the outdoor areas and then take your props back and if you're doing like a meetup or one of the cosplay contests go get your props and bring them back if you have a car leave your props in the car if you have a hotel nearby leave them there whatever it needs to be hell if you have a cool uber driver be like can you hold this and when i call you you bring it back they probably won't but hey who knows you never know know.
0: stranger things have happened um anybody will do things for lots of money
1: yeah right So just, just be courteous if you have to take big props or big bulky costumes into
0: the vendor area, the
1: vendor area and the retail space in the artist alley, because it can be very annoying for a lot of people. Yeah. And if you are one of those people that has issues with crowds and social anxiety, you will have people who are less nice about asking you to get out of the way. For me, it's like a polite, like, hey man, excuse me. You know what I mean? But there are people that will be rude. They'll push. They'll shove. They'll insult you. They'll talk shit. So if you don't want to hear any of that, just be courteous. And I guess that's tip number one to everybody. When in crowds, be aware and courteous. Yes. You know. Know your surroundings. Don't be on your phone. And be polite.
0: And have fun.
1: And have Fun! (laughs) (laughs) It's better than regular fun.
0: I don't doubt it.
1: It's censored fun.
0: (laughs) And that wraps us up.
1: That wraps us straight up.
0: Like a bow.
1: Like a mummy.
0: Like a broken ankle.
1: Like a Pop-Tart. Individually wrapped pop tarts. Pop tarts aren't
0: individually wrapped;
1: they're wrapped in twos. Dually wrapped pop tarts. I'm gonna dually wrap you across the mouth.
0: What does that mean?
1: What do you mean?
0: We have derailed. (laughs) Where are we? I don't remember. I think I was gonna say. Oh,
1: we're recording an episode. If you
0: want more cover B follow us on Facebook yeah. or on Twitter Boy. at Cover Podcast, And you can follow Chris and I on our Instagram accounts. Yeah. Lots of photos coming for Megacon. Yep, And you can find all the different ways you can listen to this podcast that you're listening to. That's counterintuitive. At CoverBeePodcast.com.
1: You can find me on DeviantArt. My username is idrawuglyboobs. With an underscore between each word. I'm Googling that. <laughs> As, if that exists, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting that out there, I you was You jinxed yourself
0: because it's totally going to be on the internet because that's how the internet yeah, works. Yes, idrawuglyboobs
1: um, on DeviantArt.
0: Otherwise...
1: Probably Stay- just Greg Lands TV and art.
0: <laughs> Stay tuned you guys next week for our next
1: episode of Cover.
0: That was a good harmony.
1: Bye guys.